George Kilpatrick, inspiration for the nation, celebrating people we feel good about. Sam Rouser is the executive director of On Point for College. And the principal of the year is no longer a principal of the year because she is now the director of retention for the Syracuse City School District. Eva Williams joins us. The topic, folks, is literacy. Eva Williams is with the Syracuse City School District, of course. We're talking about what we need to understand as a community right now, and, and especially our folk. Are we ready for the big stuff that's happening? Sam, you had a conversation this summer uh, that really put us on notice, uh, that put you on notice, and, and really should set the alarm bells off for our folk. Talk to me. Yeah, George, we had just done a trip to Manassas, Virginia. We took 31 young people from the central New York community down to see the Micron plant. And, and it was a really good you know, visit. And I was talking with Dr. Simmons and he said, you know, Sam, it's going to be tough for black folk to work at Micron. And, and I said, why? He said, well, the literacy rate in the Syracuse City School District right now, 15% of third graders are reading on level. Only 15%? I mean, I, I didn't think that was real. And so I started going around the community asking people. And, and when I said 15%, some people were saying, is that high? And that alarmed me even more. And, and I was thinking like, you know, this has got to be addressed. And, and, and I'm, I don't know where to start. I'm not in the school district. I'm not in the education piece. And there got to be people that are dealing with this. Who, who, who could I call? And the name that came up for me was Eva Williams. You know, let me call Eva. Uh, we've been knowing each other for over 30 years. We go back to our, our days of ESF and OCC and, and, and trying to help students, you know, be in school and stay in school. So I, I gave Eva a call and I mentioned this to her and she said, yeah, well, it might be even worse than that some places. And, and I found out, George, that I think it was at Delaware. I was in a meeting with the, at United Way and 1% of the kids are reading on level and at King, 2% of the kids are reading on level Wait, in third 2 grade. 2% of the entire grade? Third grade, yes. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's what I said. I mean, now you're hurting my heart if you're telling me that's where we're at. We're in a crisis and we need a community to step up and realize this. A couple of gentlemen I, were, I was talking to and when I said this, I said, I can't understand why we're not marching in the streets. And he said, nobody knows. The information is there, but nobody knows. And let me ask about that piece, Eva, because is it kind of a mixed bag? If you were to go out in the public and say what we just heard Sam say, one to two percent of the kids are not at reading level, would that does it is a district concerned that that's going to shed a bad light, and that's why we don't hear about it, or it's this bad? Now we got to talk about it, even if it gives a perception that we don't want to have because what you're going to say is we're doing everything we can for the students etc cetera, etc cetera. but I, I know if you hear that it's like oh man so what does that say about the district itself so clear all of that up and and let's get right to it even because you've always been a straight talker i sure have so the thing about the public knowing it is the public wouldn't know it okay. this is the business of student parent school. And um, this is the parent-teacher conference week. We're mm -hmm. having conferences. Yesterday, school was closed. It was parent-student uh, conference day. And then conferences were will be held 
the uh, this week, next week, and whenever parents can come in. And slide but that thing out the way so we can see your pretty face. Okay. <laughs> there you there go. You. <laughs> All right. So what's happening is parents are not understanding. People are not understanding what it means when their children take these assessments and it gauges their skill as compared to other children across New York State. So when we're talking about 1%, 2%, it's based on that assessment that they took and the assessment says children at this grade level should be able to perform at this level to be at grade level. Our children are not performing at their grade level. And that's there's a lot of reasons for it. One is not understanding. Parents and family members and community not understanding what it means to be fully literate in reading and math and in comprehension. And so we send the kids to school, maybe. we um, They have homework, maybe they do it. They go to school, maybe they're engaged. You have conferences, maybe somebody shows up for that child, maybe they answer the phone. So we've gotten ourselves into this cycle of not being 100% ready for our children to be in school. The children can only do what they're allowed to do. So our children aren't learning. No one's alarmed because no one's alarmed. Hmm. So let's, I mean, if I had the alarm, I would be ringing it, jingling it. So let's set the alarm. Let's, this is a, this is a five alarm blaze, right? This is a, this is a blaze, George. And I want, I, I said to Sam to earlier today, do you recall when we set the alarm years ago, you, Jackie Grace, we had that forum at People's Church. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, that, I do remember that. I was at that forum. Yeah. You you facilitated that forum, <laughs> you and Jackie. And, and I said to you guys, listen, we got to do this. We got to get people concerned. We got to get. And everybody was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And what do we? And, and we took lists of names and what we was gonna do and who was gonna do. I remember that. Yeah. And it's and we're back there again. It's gonna take a village. Yes. And not mm -hmm. only is it gonna take a village, it's gonna take some of us to go in and support the family members because some of them are struggling. I can tell you. Oh, back um, a few years back, we were giving. ANET assessments. It's sort of like a benchmark test prior mm -hmm. to giving them the state assessments. And we had families come in and I gave all the parents, uh, we would test the children at grades two, three, four, and five at Van Dyne. I gave all the parents the second grade test and, and we got through it. By the time we hit that fifth grade test, and I'm talking the adults were struggling. Right. So, so if the adults are struggling in our community, we need to have a community literacy program that is supporting the literacy of children at home, adults in the community, children in the community, children in school, and really make a full on effort to shift what's happening in our community. 
you know, uh, Eva Williams, uh, director of retention, Syracuse City School District, Sam Rouser, executive director of On Point for College, talking about uh, so this this the, the 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 fight then is for community literacy. Eva and Sam, when you talk about uh, what's happening at third grade, so we know that the poverty levels are, are high concentration in some of our districts, you know, high proportion of free and reduced lunch, and we know all these things, right? And we know that, you know, the majority of our students are students of color in the district. So what factors can we identify? Because you say families seem to be supported. What factors can we identify that are, because you meant you did a lot of maybes. Maybe they're doing homework. Maybe they're coming to school. Maybe they're engaged with the classroom. That's a whole lot of maybes. And so if they're not engaged, not doing the homework, what is going to change that equation? Sam, I have, I, I'll ask you to deal with that. What's going to change that? Um, uh, and Eva, what's going to change that as well? Let me start with you, Sam. Well, you know, George, I think one of the first things we have to recognize when Eva talks about it being a community effort is there are a number of pocket programs around the community that are addressing some literacy issues. There are people that are working with three kids, five kids, 20 mm -hmm. kids. There's mm -hmm. a literacy coalition. There are all these activities going on. We need to bring them together. We need to figure out which ones are working best or which ones are working and then figure out how we scale them up. That's going to help us address and get to a lot of people who are being worked with now who we can also reach out to their families and support them also. The school district is going to be aware of some families that are struggling and we've got to figure out how we open up their doors for us in the community because we need to open up churches. We need to open up community centers. We need to open up other places. We can't say, well, it's on them. It's their fault. They got to handle it. I do hear some people saying, well, that's their job. Let them do it. But we suffer if we don't step in to help out. And I think the first thing is getting all these organizations together that are doing things, meeting us at the table. Let's figure out what we're doing and let's figure out how we start to scale that work up. Eva, what, what, are you, what do we have to do in order to mitigate the what maybe and what ifs and to mitigate some of the issues that these students are facing? Uh, what, are you, what are you seeing from a, a holistic perspective? From a holistic perspective, I'm, I'm first going to agree with Sam. We are a resource-rich community with lots of organizations out there supporting families, but we're not all messaging literacy the same, or we're not messaging literacy at all. Mm -hmm. You'll remember back 50, 60 years ago, you'd go to church, they'd ask you how you're doing in school. Mm -hmm. You go to the supermarket, they asking you how you're doing in school. It was the business of our community of ensuring that our children were educated so that they could make progress. We have to go back and message this in all of the places and spaces that we exist in this community. It has to become a priority where we're talking about literacy. And when I say literacy, people are like, okay, so what does that mean? It means, can everybody read? And what right. are we reading? Are mm -hmm. we doing community book reads? Are we doing adult education? There's no shame in adult education. Are we doing numeracy? What do we know about math? Can we get our children through math? 
Um, and, and, and so literacy includes its reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? I mean, it's yes. the three. Correct. Right, right, yes. right. Okay. Yes. And, but how it looks for 21st century workforce is different. The expectations are higher. The uh, skill set that people need to have is higher. Not only do our children need to know how to read, write, and do arithmetic, but they also need to know how to communicate and be social with other with others, whether it's yes. their age group or older. Be social. So be social. So that's whole... something about that because I know what that means to me. But why did you include that in the equation? I'm, I'm really curious. I I included that because our children will fight before they'll talk, oh. and fighting. And arguing comes from not having a strong enough vocabulary to express your thoughts and your thought process. And if you don't have the literacy, you don't have the vocabulary to communicate and to know how to navigate socially, then you resort to other kinds of behaviors to get your needs met. Mm -hmm. But there's ways that we can do that that are productive for everyone. So we have to learn how to be social with one another, how to communicate and use our words. We're going and from you know, zero to 60 is what you're saying, right? Well, yeah. well, well, George, and this is probably where I'm, I'm, I'm this radical mind individual. We, we have an education system that was designed, I don't know how many hundreds of years ago, and with, with curriculums designed, and we kind of follow that same process. You have um, two young people, three young people, five young people in the same class, and you expect them all to learn at the same rate, the same way. We know we all don't learn the same way. We know we don't all learn the same thing in the same time. So why do you have us all in kindergarten and move us all to first grade? I didn't get it. I still need more time in kindergarten. The other person got it in the first month. They should have already been moved to first grade. Mm -hmm. We need to recognize people's skill set and ability, and then we need to work with them at that level. So if that means someone needs to stay in kindergarten until they can read or stay in first grade until they can read, write and do arithmetic, then that's what you do. If someone excels in kindergarten or first grade in the first month, in the first four months, then you move them on to the next grade. You don't force all the kids to hang out together in the same place because they're not the same people. We got to change the way that we're looking at our education system. That's just Sam's opinion. I know they say he's crazy, but that seems so, to make sense to me. So, so Eva, did I, am I mistaken? Wasn't there some talk about creating like a Montessori type school in SESD, which we is that, it. do you have one? We do have it. Right. And so I, isn't that the model that they do something like that, right? Mixed grade classes, yes. Yeah. But yeah. if you think about it, Sam, we're moving, we can move a group of kids together. Those children that are lagging behind, there are interventions, lots of interventions in schools to support children in getting those other skills. Part of this is the school, and uh, part of it is the school. And I'm, and like we opened up, George said, you want to say, Eva, the school is doing their part. We're doing our part. The other part lays in our community. We have to, as families, embrace this idea that our children can and will be successful. But that's going to take work. It's mm -hmm. going to take bringing them home 
and doing that homework, making them read to you, making them answer questions when they've read something, taking them to the supermarket, saying, okay, add these things up. I got this much money. How much have we spent already in the shopping cart? Mm -hmm. It's going to take all, all of those kinds of so, strategies. So instead of focusing on TikTok challenge videos, yeah, I said it, maybe we need to do some <laughs> math challenge TikTok well, videos. Okay. Well, George, that works if that parent can do it too. Okay. Right. All right. But That's if the parent can't do if the parent can't do that either, then you have this whole family that's in this predicament where they don't have that support when they go home, or where that parent might not be, there may not be a parent when they go home. And how do we also address those family situations? Which is what Eva started out talking about is we need a way to help the family, not just the the, the children. So so Johnny, so I, I am signed up to be a book buddy. Um, I'm going to do it at uh, Dr. Weiss because it's close to where I, where I work. And when I went in the first time, I think it was over the summer and I think it was at Seymour. I forgot. But what I noticed was it wasn't a lot of folks that looked like me in the, in, is it, did I say bosom, but book buddies. Book, book buddies. buddies, right? Yep. Yeah. And, yep, book and so, buddies. So, I, I I know I can't do it all the time, but I know I have to do it because these young people need to see me in their building, help help uh, encouraging them to read. So for those that don't know, book buddies, I think it's a partnership with SESD United Way, and mm -hmm. you go, you sit with the children and they read to you, and then you sort of do some a little. There's a little assessment, you know, how do they do? What do they talk about? How do they understand what they read? And can they tell you what they understood? Those things like that. So they need more people. Let me just say that, right? Well, they need more it. people of color. They, they, need, they need more right. of us to be yes. present and to be a part of this. I noticed that right away, Sam. I was like, oh my God. I, you know, and I, and that's why yeah. I, once I did it, I was like, oh man, I got to do it because they need that encouragement from our yes. community. What do you need from the community? Because we talked about community literacy. You, we've set the alarm arch. So let's go back to what this started off with. There's a major multi-billion dollar investment happening in this community. And let's, what we care about is will black folk be able to participate in it, right? And right. We, want, we, we believe in the whole community, but we really have a special obligation, I think, in yes. the work that we do to make sure our children are are, are are a part of that. We believe in all children. Yes, we do. Yes. Uh, but Inspiration for the Nation is focused on our community. And that's why y'all are here to talk to this community. So what do you need this community to do? Well, we need this community to become informed about where the children are, right? The African saying is, how are the children? and how the children are is the temperature of how the community is. So here we are with our children. The grown-ups in Syracuse need to know where the children are. How are they performing? And what do they need in order to perform better? We know way back when we had grandparents that struggled to read, but they ensured that their children and their grandchildren learned how to read. Right. There are. A... Go ahead, George. Yeah. Well, listen, remember Ben Carson, um, 
I mean, I know he's crazy now, but anyway, Ben, remember Ben Carson <laughs> talked about his mother making them do book reports that she couldn't even read. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, yes, that's the right story, right? She, he, that she really, I mean, she wasn't as literate as he was, but she made them do book reports. And what we're trying to do, George, we, we want to bring the, we want to bring the community out. So we, we've had we've had three meetings. We've gotten together three times, you know, uh, 10, 15, 20 people to begin to talk about how we build build something in our community to address this need outside, again, of the school district. Right. School district has its charge. They're doing some things. They're doing right. some things I don't know anything about to help our babies. What are we doing after school? I mean, I, I live in this community my whole life. I drive up and down the street at, at, at five or six o'clock. All the churches close, all the community centers close, and, and, and our babies can't read. That makes no sense to me. No. All right. So, um, we have a minute left. What is there a meeting? Is there somebody to contact? What's the next step? So we're meeting uh, Tuesday, November 14th at the Vision Center. I want to say it's 1221 South Salina Street. Good. Yeah, we can see it. We get and, down there. If it's not yep. 1221, it's close. Okay. It's the Vision <laughs> Center, right. And the meeting's at 615. Okay. And we're going to have, there's a collective of people. The mailing list I have right now is 32 people on it invited for next Tuesday. If you're in the neighborhood, you're interested in literacy, come by. Let's begin to develop this uh, shared vision and messaging that we're going to have. Sam and I don't have the answers. We're not, we can't think for all of us in all scenarios. And that's why we're calling everyone to the table so that we can, the alarm has been sounded. So now what are we going to do? We all got to bring our water hose because we will be successful for our children. Collaboration. So let's let's mark our calendars. Tuesday, November the 15th, 6.15 p.m. 14th. 14th. Tuesday, November 14th at 6.15 p.m. at the Vision Center located 1221 South Salina Street in Syracuse. Uh, it's right on the corner, East Rainer Avenue. The ga- the gas station's right there, across the street from the old Sears building. Y'all know yes, where that right. is. <laughs> okay, let's yes. go. We know where that is. Sam Rouser is the executive director of the uh, On Point for College. What's this thing you say, Sam? At the we end? keep it on point. All right. Eva Williams is the director of retention for the Syracuse City School District. Eva, always good to see you and uh, congratulations. I think this is the first time I've talked to you since you got the new job. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And uh, George, we wanna come back with a report too. We wanna keep talking to you because we gotta get this community motivated and ready to go. We appreciate it. it. You know what it is. Yes, sir. Door is always open. Thank you. Thank you. Inspiration for the nation. All right, guys, 